Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Grab out your note sheet and let's jump right into today's sermon. Hey, uh, glad that you are here this morning on a nice cozy morning. I feel like you never know what we're going to wake up to, if it's going to be hot or cold or what. So that was kind of a nice, uh, it's going to be a nice cozy day today. Uh, hey, before we get going here, we'll get in some discussion groups, talk to one another. Jose is going to be preaching today out of Luke, and so we'll bring him up and hit that. But um, before we do that, just want to give you a heads up. Really, the main thing we got going on now is uh, in June, we're going to be heading down to the Tijuana Christian Mission. We're going to be hanging out with the teenagers. Signups have started. Uh, I think we already have four people. We're only going to take about eight. So again, about probably four more spots left. So something you want to pray, think about quickly. And uh, we'll be going down there. And if there's anything that you want to do as far as um, they like it when you just train, do something with them. Uh, so you can show them how to paint. If you're a dancer, any dancers here, you can show them how to dance. Hip-hop dancers, break dancing, something like that. You bring your cardboard box out from the 80s. Uh, and, uh, but I'll be doing some jujitsu stuff with them. So we're just, they just love to be trained and we'll hang out. And we're going to be making cheeseburgers this time when we go down. They, they request cheeseburgers. So super stoked about that. Um, yeah, so that's happening in June. Sign up started now. And then um, also, we're planning, I think in two weeks, uh, Cindy, who's one of the directors down there, and Sarah, who's one of the daughters of the person who started it in the 60s, they both want to come visit our church, say thank you to them for the finances we've been giving them and the help and all that. We're going to do a little Q&A, and then also we're going to kind of release publicly all the different kids that you can support for $50 a month. And what's great is we get to actually go and see them, hang out with them, and then you get to really like have that direct impact. So uh, this is just a great time. They feel so encouraged, and they want to come up here and say thank you to you guys. So uh, that's in a few weeks. That's going to be a fun little Q&A Sunday, uh, but we got to make sure all the logistics and everything work out. So uh, hey, you guys. Um, Jose is one of our elders here. Uh, so that means a lot of behind-the-scenes things where we're just planning meetings together, praying for one another. Um, Jose helps a lot making sure our finances, everything's in order. Uh, when you guys do your, um, what is it called, the, the, the giving statement, Jose is the one that manages all that. So he does a lot of behind-the-scenes things for the church. Uh, and so appreciate you just giving your attention, your heart. Um, but he loves Jesus, loves the Word of God. So he's just going to be sharing from his heart. We're continuing in the series of Luke today. And kind of talking about how we're made in the image of God and the importance uh, of that. And we see that as far as like qualities that we see in people that we really appreciate. And one of the things that's kind of cool is that God kind of puts those qualities. And it doesn't mean that we are God, but he kind of puts those mineral, you know, those, those ingredients where we kind of like, you know, we see the downside of human beings. But we also, you don't even have to be a Christian where there's just qualities there. That's because we're created by someone. We didn't just randomly happen. And so... Jose is going to get us thinking about that today, so let me just pray, and then um, what chapter we're going to start in? Luke chapter 20, if you want to get your Bibles ready. Jesus, just thank you for today, and we thank you, Lord, how you set up uh, this world. I know we as human beings t tend to mess up anything that you set up, um, but uh, when you created families, when you created men and women, um, you had a purpose in mind, and that... Um, Lord, you wanted to shine through us. It wasn't just about us shining through to other people, but you wanted us to learn how to love like you love us. And in a marriage between a man and a woman, that happens, and each person brings qualities to that. And so, Lord, I pray that each uh, mama here would just feel super encouraged. 
Um, Lord, we always want to pray for comfort for those, Lord, um, that are experiencing loss, whether they're not with their mom, uh, children they've lost or haven't been able to have, Lord. We just acknowledge that. But we also acknowledge that you are good through all things. And so, Lord, I just pray today that our hearts will be open, our minds will be open, and uh, we could just enjoy being encouraged by your word, which is what you want. In your name, Jesus, amen. I think it's on. There you go. All right. So, um, funny thing, I when I got on schedule to um, to preach, I yeah, we'll work it. Um, so, I started setting up my my sermon as I normally do. I try to mind map, you know, see what God is placing on my heart, and so I'm pretty extensively through what, what I was, what God had uh, put on my heart, but most importantly, I was trying to stay in chronological order of what, of what we had been doing, and then last week, I realized that today was going to be Mother's Day, so I had to scratch everything, like, okay, it's not cool if I don't um, acknowledge the fact that we're celebrating all your moms out there, um, and so as I was trying to redo everything, I'm like, God, what, you know, from, from my perspective, from me, we, we all live within our own experiences, right? We, we all, ha- all have moms. Um, but more importantly, the, you know, the way life is right now, is, it seems like we're constantly being told, right, what to, how to live, constantly being told, um, almost in a sense, how we should be. Um, what, and, and especially, you know, for, for our younger people, it's, it's almost as, as if we, there's a certain image that we have to uphold, right? Especially as, as a man or, or as a woman. Um, so what, what I wanted to kind of touch on is, especially as, for, to celebrate, as we're celebrating Mother's Day, is, is really see what was God's intention as, as He created us human beings, Right? Like if we if we really have to to see what what was the plan behind all of this um, for be able to determine like the the way maybe the way we're supposed to be maybe the way we're we're supposed to even behave sometimes but what how we're supposed to walk in this life so I'm asking you guys to turn into turn to Luke chapter twenty verse nineteen. Um, Again, not going chrono- chronologically. I had, um, just jumping ahead to try to kind of were to kind of give us the foundation of of what today's message is going to be. So, Luke chapter nineteen, verse twenty. I'm sorry, twenty, verse nineteen. Chapter twenty, verse nineteen. Now, um, this this is well into into Jesus' ministry, and and if you remember, opening up. Um, the book of Luke was was to show us what that what Jesus did um, was true, and all and everything that he sp- um, spoke about. the The intention behind Luke was to show um, the Ro- Roman um, government or leadership um, to to who Jesus was. Now, and around this time, um, the the I'll say the Jewish elite were trying to find ways to trap. Um, to trap Jesus. So 
in that context, we're reading in verse 20. Keeping a close eyes, close watch on him, they sent spies pretending to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So the spies questioned him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right and, do, and, and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Simple question. But in trying to trap him, if you were to say, yeah, pay taxes, like, oh, you're showing allegiance to, to um, the Roman Empire, so they're trying to break um, the popularity that Jesus had. And if he spoke against uh, the Roman Empire, it, it was a way to get him arrested. So that was the whole intention behind it. He saw through their duplicity and said to them, show me denarius. So denarius was about a day's worth of wages, and he asked a simple question, whose image and inscriptions are on it? Caesar's, they replied. And he said to them, then give back to Caesar what is Caesar, and to God what's God. They were unable to trap him and what he said there in public, and astonished by his answer, they became silent. But hold on to this. Give to God what is God's. So what is God's? So that's, that's the question what, what we're going to be asking. What belongs to God? Because he asked a simple question. Whose image is on this coin? Now, um, if we're, we live in a culture where, where, where we, have, um, we have constant advertisements thrown at us, right? So I, if I would throw up a whole bunch of logos on the screen, I'm pretty sure most of us will be able to answer uh, um, describe who, what company it belongs to, right? Even without the, um, the name of the company. Like, well, I think McDonald's is one of the worldwide ones, Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Um, so, so we, we, so we, that image, like companies will pay millions and millions of dollars to have their image, their logos across, um, and advertising, right? So simple question is like, well, whose image is on this coin? And it was a Roman coin, so it was Caesar's image on it. But if you see Jesus' reply, like, give God to his God. So we can ask the same question. Where's the image of God? If he's asking to give back to, what, to God what belongs to him, who bears his image? And if God created us, we have to ask ourselves, like, why or with what intention and how did God did God create us? And if we, so this is where, where I want to focus on, and especially, you know, as, as we define um, why we're celebrating today, is, is really focusing on what, that we are all made in the image of God. We bear that logo, we bear that icon that reflects the whole world, who God is and who, and what his character is. Like, he inscribed into us those different characteristics of who he is, to, re to be his representatives um, on earth. So I'm going to ask you guys to turn to uh, Genesis. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. So in, in, 
I ask you guys to bear with me. I'm going to jump to a couple of different places so, just kind of, um, so you guys can get the, the foundation of, uh, um, of what message God put, put on my heart. So as, as we read the, the first chapter of Genesis, it's the, the whole creation account. And through every day, God is saying what he created was good, was good, was good, was good. And then you see, you see towards the end of that creation week where, where he kind of slows down and stops, Right? Um, and in verse 26, then God said, let us make mankind in our image. So you see the plurality of, of his language, like this is God, the Trinity, the God, and the Godhead speaking amongst each other is, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and in the birds in the sky, over the livestock and over in all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So as, as he cr- creates us, um, there's something very special that differentiates you know, everything else that God created beforehand and, and creating mankind, right? So there's something different in, in human beings that separates us from all of our creation. And this is, honestly, this is one of, um, this study of the image of God is one of the most interesting things, and we can go down so many rabbit holes um, in, in trying to understand what that means, you know, you know the implications on our lives, the implications in, in who we are as, as people. But one of the, one of the things that, um, that I want you guys want us to understand is how we're different, greater, and more valuable than anything else that God created, um, and how He accounts, like He 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 stops, right? And you see that conversation that He was, that the Godhead was having, like, "Hey, let's make man in our men, in, in our image. Let us make him in our our who we are." Was let's blow that into mankind, and. So that one of the, the biggest things that that implies is our value compared to all of creation. You know, he calls us to rule and have dominion over all creation. So, and, and we see that, right? We see that in, for example, we, we may have pets. We may have um, other things like our dogs, right? Everyone, who's a dog lover here? All right. So Efren, do you love your dog more than, <laughs> than Killian? Sometimes, right? <laughs> so if, like, for example, if I have, um, we have an Australian shepherd named Carson, and my wife loves that dog, right? And, but if we, if, let's say, for example, hard times, can't afford food, who's the first one to go? The dog is the right answer. <laughs> the dog, even though he probably costs the least, right? But you're still giving up the dog. Or sometimes I feel like my dog is more obedient than my kids. But yeah, I will keep my kids or, over the dog. Uh, so that, it, it just shows, like, there, there's, like, dignity. Though we may have love for other creation, other uh, may have love for animals. There's a lot of animal lovers. But our the human dignity is above, places us above all of creation. Right, and so both male and female 
are created in the image of God, both equal in value, both equal in worth, right? But we, you honestly, we have to be foolish to think that we're the same. God created us different, right? So we, but here, here's where it gets interesting that we are, we're constantly being told, um, especially these days without getting any cultural wars, these days we're being told what a man's supposed to be, what a woman is supposed to be, um, what, if, what, how you identify, all, but there, God created both man and woman and he created them differently. If you see in creation where, where Adam was looking for a, uh, a suitable helper, couldn't find any, right? So God knocks him out and makes Eve um, out of Adam. So the, to be able to define who we are, we got to go back to how God defines us and, and the intention of, of how, how he intended us um, to be and how we were created. So if we are this. We are distinctly different, right? We're built differently. And, and one of the things that, that's cool about who we are as people, like that just shows God's creativity. That just shows who, who God is, and it shows how, how, how death and just the depth of, of who He is when He created us. And so, for example, if... Um, the question that Brian asked us, you know, who thinks that we remember about, about our moms. You know, so some of the things that, that, that we heard, like moms are selfless. You know, so moms are um, just, they're comforters, right? They may be gentler. They, they're nurturers. Um, what are some other things that may define who moms are? What's that? Yeah. What are some other things that define motherhood? <laughs> I loved my mom's cooking too, Kelly. <laughs> what? Selfless? What else? One more. Protective? Sacrificial. That's something I learned from, honestly, something I learned from my mom. Is how much she was um, sacrificing. Um, but one of the things that we may say is, obviously, um, what defines motherhood, um, a lot of people um, will put the kids behind it, right? You have to actually physically have, have kids. Um, but one of, you know, one of the things that, that I've learned, even being a dad, like moms are softer, they're gentler, right? I can go up to, to, when my son wakes up in the morning, I'll, I can go up to him, try to give him a kiss, he'll push me away. Like, get away from me. Like, your beard sucks. Like, stop. You know, my wife can go behind him, and he'll open and start cuddling with her. I'm like, what the heck? Um, my wife can walk up to my teenage boys, hug and kiss, and they're fine. Like, oh, mom just wants a hug. If I walk up to one of them and try to hug them, they'll push me away. Like, like what are you doing, dude? You're weird. Like, stay away. Right? So, so there's certain... certain um, characteristics that, that moms have that, that maybe that, that dads may, may not have, you know, especially like when, 
when kids are sick for some, like they just want that, that warmth and that gentleness of, of a mother. I can go in there and, and care for, especially having um, Timothy, I can care for him and try to put him to bed and try to give him medicine and he wouldn't have it. He'll start punching me and headbutting me and get away from me. And then I start praying to God, like, what am I doing wrong? My wife can walk in the room in two minutes. The kid's sound asleep. You know, so there's, there's something in, in, in the way God creates women that, that represents a side of him that it's not so readily seen in, in the male gender. You know, and so... To define, I, and, and now, it's, you know, as, as it's, it's Mother's Day, I, I kind of wanted to go through what, what does it mean to be a mom? Like, what, what does it mean? What, why, what does this day represent? And to be able to define all that, like, that's why I kind of read the, the, going back to the beginning and reading the way God created us, the way, um, the image that God emplaced into it into mankind, to both male and female, and just focusing on that. I'm asking you guys to um, jump to Genesis 3, uh, verse 16. Something interesting that I want to walk with, with you guys. So as, as God created, um, He created us, creation is going good. Genesis 3, 16. Um, so unfortunately, you know, all, all these good things that, that both... Um, these good characteristics that, that we see in, in the female gender that we see in ladies, it's, um, unfortunately, sin kind of spiraled everything out of control, right? And, and things get taken um, it, out of the order of how God intended it to be and how God created it to be. And as, as we go through the fall, the fall of mankind, you know, things, Adam and Eve kind of screwed everything up. They fell into the temptation that... that of the serpent, and so God comes down as, as looking for Adam, and, and as we read the story, you know, Adam hides from God, blames everything on Eve, as, as a good husband would, right? Never his fault. Um, and so he curses, like, these are the consequences of what you have done, right? And if we go reading um, in verse 16, he says to, to the woman, he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe with painful labor. You will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband. He will rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree, which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Curses the ground because of you. Through the painful toil, you will eat food from it. And the days of your life, all the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you. You will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, and dust you are, and dust you will return. So, without getting too, too much into it, it's interesting how the curses for the woman revolve around family, like the home life, right? And for the man outside of the home. Like, th those are the, 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 um, the characteristics that, like, like, as a man, you know, you, these are... How are you going to be cursed? Like your work is going to be never ending. And, and so as a woman, all these curses revolve around the home. But if we jump to verse 20, something that caught my eye. said, Adam 
named his wife Eve. So he named him, after all this happened, he named his wife, named his wife Eve because she will become the mother of all the living. So up to, the mother of all living. What's interesting is that he names her that before the mention of any kids. So if you go into chapter 4, we start seeing um, Cain and um, Abel being born and later on Seth. But Adam named his wife the mother of all living before there was any kids involved. So what, what that tells, what that implies is that motherhood, what we define as motherhood, all these things that we define a mom to be, is more extensive and deeper than simply having kids. So that's the number one thing I want us to look at. You know, Eve was the nurturer be before having children. And so, so it's funny, like, not saying that being a nurturer, like, although killing you love your mother's cooking, that's not all she's made for, right? Like, it's not just means cooking and cleaning. That's not just means what, what some of us think, um, not, let me rephrase that, what, um, what you would think of a mom to be, right? Um, so if we are the, if women are naturally nurturers, and if Eve was named the mother of all living before she even had kids, what, what does that imply about motherhood? So as, and, and this is, this is a, so this is especially something that we have to, to take into consideration, especially as, you know, um, being, you know, old, maybe the older, older woman in a church, like nurturing, maybe nourishing uh, younger women, or maybe nourishing people that are not, that are not the, their kids. Like, so this is simply a, women are simply a reflection of, of this piece of God's character that we don't, like I said, that we don't readily see in, in the male gender. And if, if Eve was named this before she even had kids, that, that, simp that implies that this is a piece of who God is that put into that gender. So we go back to reflecting... Um, on our moms, they're more sensitive, right? They're more, more gentle. Um, I think someone said they were, they were comforting. I heard compassion during uh, our talks. Aren't those all things that we seek from God? And especially that... <laughs> And if you go to, um, and, and you see that, right? You see that in nature, like um, in, in family lives, you know, like if, if my kids, for example, a couple weeks ago, and um, I think there was a project that my son had to do and he forgot it at home, right? After my wife dropped, off, dropped him off, my reaction is simply, it's his fault. He forgot it, bear the consequence, right? <laughs> Like, he needs to learn. How is else he going to learn? But what was my wife's reaction? 
they're gentler. <laughs> it's in their nature. And to me, as, uh, as a guy, sometimes that's, that's, that frustrates me, you know? But, however, isn't that the same thing that I seek from God? You know, and, and I, I honestly thank God for, for, um, for my wife, because as much as I say, like, yeah, like, um, bear the consequences, but honestly, the, the work of, of a mother is, like, it's honestly sometimes surprising. I'll say, use that word. It surprises me how much order, um, you guys can bring in a chaotic home. <laughs> you know, like how, how much, um, how, the, the amount of teaching that goes in, into kids, uh, how much, you know, how much moms disciple their kids. And I'm not just, not even just their biological kids, but th- how they're disciplers, you know, they're, they're teachers. They bring order into chaotic worlds. Um, and, you know, however, it's, it's almost a job that seems um, undervalued, right? Um, sometimes it's a job that, that may seem um, unappreciative. That's, that's something that, that I always try to... In, um, tell my kids, like, hey, you need to appreciate everything um, that your mom does to you. Because believe me, I wouldn't do half the things that she does for you. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's almost a, something that, um, that we, we don't, I should say, that, that we don't appreciate enough as we have it, right? Um, but, but with that, I, I also, you know, point, pointing out that, that, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes, you know, these things that, that we look for in God, we see in our moms, we see in, in the female, um, in this gender. And, but sin, sometimes it this destroys that, right? Um, sometimes there, there's um, not all of us um, have, have had the best mom. Um, not all of us will have be the best mom that we or the best parent that we we pressure pressure us to be. So we always have to remember, like as that we're all broken. We all need Jesus. We all need forgiveness, and we have to know that we do the best that we could with what we have, with what we know. You know, and it's and it's something that I had to learn as as well. Looking, reflecting back into into my family life and me personally, you know, um, when when I f- uh, first became a parent, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, um, and I'm sure I was I'm glad he doesn't remember half the stuff that was done. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's know that that this is something that God puts in us. Especially for moms, this is something that, that who we are, who you are, the female gender, it is a part of God that we all desperately need.
that comfort, that compassion, that gentleness. You guys possess that characteristic. So even if, you, if, even if you're not a mom, like you possess those characteristics, you're able to demonstrate that side of God to people. You're able to draw people to God because of those things that he has given, you, given to you. Those are things that, it, as I said, it's not as, as accessible being a guy. We're not we're not tuned the way you guys are. So even so, for for the moms out here here today, like you guys have an amazing work. They have no idea what what it does to to not even a child to a human. Because if we if we go back fast forward to Father's Day, we try to remember all the cool things Dad did with us. We, they're not as easily accessible in in our memory bank. Right, like what the work that moms do imprints who we are, and those are the things that that we seek in God, and those are the things that that as so if you think about it, it just as we celebrate um, Mother's Day, it's also celebrating who God is, it's also celebrating the things that that God has given us through through you guys, through the female, that through all the mothers, that those are the things that honestly keep us going. Um, I'm asked the, the worship team to come back, to come up. Um, one last thing as, as they're coming up is in Luke chapter 7, So one of the, one of the things that as I was the, um, going through through the sermon and there's a lot of questions that that I was asking um, that I was researching even just asking asking my wife um, and Luke seven verse eleven it. Sometimes um, I know there, there's almost a sense of don't feel as valued, right, as a mom. Like almost like a thankless job, right? It's, it's almost a, a 24/7 thing, um, dealing us with the craziness of of having kids and how chaotic it is, and then um, maybe even dealing with your husbands as well. Um, but honestly. Motherhoods, moms are the glue that holds families together, right? Um, but one of the things, um, and, and I was having a conversation last week, and it made me think of, of this verse. So just closing on this, it just, it's just letting you know God sees you. So Jesus was actually on his way to Bethsaida, and, and certain of something caught his eye. We'll see at that. Um, verse 11, soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples in a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw 
her, his heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Jesus was on his way somewhere else, and something caught his eye. That was the cry of a mom. Sometimes we feel as life gets overwhelming, as life gets tough, like we talk to each other, we are going through things that um, sometimes life gets hard, right? Sometimes our kids go through things that, um, whether it's, it's medical things or just, just the disasters of life, and it just seems like it's too much. But know that God hears your cries. God sees your heart, and God sees your pain. Because that is, you are the sight of God that, that shows the compassion and the love that keeps us going. Let's pray. Father, as, as we celebrate moms today, as we celebrate motherhood, Father, as we celebrate who you are, Father, let us remember that, that it is you that has placed these moms here on this earth, Father, that is you. It is your characteristics, Father, that, that is so easily seen through these moms, through these ladies, Lord. The compassion, the gentleness, the softness that, that we seek, the, just a nurturing, Father, that, that keeps us going and just that encourages us, Father, to, to go out and, and, and keep trying. Father, I pray for all the moms here, I pray, and not just the, the mom's father, but just, just you, who you created the female gender to be, Father. I, I pray that, that we don't allow anything else outside of you define who we're supposed to be. That these characteristics of, of, of your character, of who we are, Father, these are all good things. These are the things that you created, created us with, with the intention of showing, showing us who you are. So we celebrate mom's father. We celebrate you. Um, we celebrate how awesome you are and just how much you walk with us, Father. In your son, we pray. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information or to get in contact with our pastoral staff, please go to go to accesschurch.com.